Welcome guys to the uh, January 13th, 1997 episode of WCW Monday Nitro. This is the Nitrogen podcast with your usual suspects, Marvellous Mark Ashworth and Mr. Brian Bradshaw. The, um, <laughs> you forgot my prefix. <laughs> I, not necessarily prefix, nickname. I forgot which nickname you were using last because it's been so long. Jesus Christ! Actually, I can't even remember. I think you just used uh, you started calling me the dangerous one. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And then Buff Braddy. Ah yes, uh, Buff Braddy. Yeah, which is uh, a bit outdated because considering I've been to the gym for three months now. So <laughs> I do really need to get back. Breathing issues. That's all. Blah blah blah. Not worthiness. Well, I guess for the <laughs> next hour and forty minutes, what you can do is uh, think of a new one that we can call you, and from this point onwards, we'll. Uh, call you that on episodes yeah if the listeners don't want to hear my beautiful voice obviously i could do that because that's what will happen is i'll just end up daydreaming and then <laughs> yeah I, w- I have trouble concentrating at the best of times let's not go down that road hmm. i must the fact that i concentrate on two tasks at the same time I, f- I call that a fucking miracle i've learned to do that add a third one in and then yeah it's you know that 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 is just one messy fucking cream cake that I do not want I, <laughs> I don't know where a cream cake came off I think I was going to go down and eat on mess but yeah, I don't know I'm why I'm not sure yeah. a cream cake that, that was a yeah. bit left hey, field it's quarter yeah, to one in the morning let's just <laughs> yeah let's let do me this. off let me off come on I do, I do, I do need to just uh, point out to people as well I'm not feeling great and I have a dog in here as well that's been mourning for the past two days I'm presuming he's not feeling great either so uh, I'll do my best to try and mute my sneezes and stuff, but um, Brian, if you'd like to count us in, we can uh, start this episode of WC3 Monday Nitro. Okay, so on a three, two, one, and play. Oh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the thing is, is that uh, I've actually just started pressing play, and because I'm using... Whoa, oh. straight into the action. Fucking hell. Oh, well. I like this. This is new. So the giant is in the NWO locker room and security. Is it security? I mean, they kind of look like security. Yeah, it is now. Doug Dillinger, uh, some of the NWO. Yeah. And, uh, and police. Police. Quote it. Quote. Well, one that's wearing a R- Russian winter hat for some reason. No, but I mean, Giant had to, he had to duck under the door. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was about to say, but this explains why. I'm actually using my phone, so uh, I've got a, a Samsung Fold, and it. I'm watching this, and it's like a little box with a massive black border, so it's a bit weird. <laughs> but it also explains why because I've got the closed captions on it just said ladies and gentlemen at the start and I was wonder- wondering why it's obviously because they were jumping straight into the action yes oh you got Mr. JL oh sorry just uh, JL no Mr. yeah just JL now yeah this week anyway next week it'll probably change to something different or the next sorry the next time we see him because he's very sporadic with Sean isn't he well, considering that there's a lot of fucking wrestlers that just can't keep them with the, their uh, business to themselves, or they just can't keep out of fucking trouble, maybe next week or the next time, maybe Mr. NDA or Mr. Not NDA. Who fucking knows? 
<laughs> We're going to get on a fucking soapbox at some point. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, oh. I, yeah, I should have said that before the episode. There's not much I can say about Chris Jericho, to be honest, because of um, the music side of things. So Yes. Um, my hands are tied. Yep, and it's I understand that. Yeah. So we'll we'll just uh, we'll let we'll let it play its course and uh, yeah. This sounds really sinister, that doesn't it? But I'm sure people understand that that Chris Jericho's management managed multiple bands, and and we can't like I I can't piss off management. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's the that's the only thing we can't we can't yeah. talk about it. I I just can't. I, I wouldn't want to put myself or or, or Beth into you the position where you don't. Yeah, you don't want to take a stance that can put Beth's uh, band in jeopardy. Yeah, essentially though, the, the stance is don't be a dick. And uh, yeah, and I agree with that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now we've got the fucking jeopardy jingle back in my head because <laughs> I use the word jeopardy. We were talking about game shows before we came on. Jeopardy being one of them. Anyway, JL, which is JL versus Chavo Guerrero Jr. Though at, when he came out, I really thought it was Dean Malenko. I thought I that as saw, well. The pants, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the it's the pants. Because the last time we saw Chavo Guerrero, he was wearing red, white with black details with mm. black accents, and now it's blue, black with white accents. Yeah, and yes, it, it does look very Malenko. Very, very generic Malenko. Maybe <laughs> it, it, it is. It's happened in the past as well, though. And other people have have used other people's attire. Like the there was the leather vest, weren't there? For a time, there was three people who all wore the same leather vest within two weeks of each other. So maybe, uh, maybe Malenko's on this show, and uh, Charvo forgot his trunks. I, I I must say that you know I like your theory, but. It is the exact same like design as his normal gear, so it's probably not that. Yeah. Probably just thought, let's change it up, wear the blue, you know. Off the top, gel. Oh, to the floor with a crossbody. Yeah. Very clean. Like it. You say very clean, but it did look like he landed awkwardly on his lip, mm. on his uh, on his knee there. Uh, I knew it was Evelyn for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Got to give the hats off to uh, Charvo. He's another one of those that was involved in the uh, Iron Claw film. I, I don't, I can't remember if he was a stuntman or he was just the trainer. Um, he, as far as I'm aware, it was like a very similar position as what he had on Glow, where it's basically just a, an in-ring coordinator. Ah. So be- basically just teaching them the fundamentals just to make it look good. Right, I see. But everybody else worked with him so that that's the cast of Iron Claw, uh, particularly Zac Efron, and pretty much the whole class of um, class, uh, the whole uh, cast of Glow said the exact same thing in that just what a fucking pro he is, like just how good he is. That's good to hear. I think it won't be long before one of the big companies offers him. Uh, a trainer's deal and I don't even mean like just a trainer I'm talking like a head coach deal mm. because he's clearly got it mm. if you can do that with actors that have never stepped foot in a ring then he, he can take people who have minimal to no wrestling experience whatsoever like he'd be fucking brilliant in NXT for that 
Yeah. Like they, they, they work for people that don't wrestle. You know, they're not wrestlers. They work for athletes. And it's like, he could do a real good job turning an athlete into a wrestler. Not that they have a bad job of doing that at the moment, but it, I just think it's it's something that is worth noting. Hmm. Like, like, but then again, it might be making an absolute killing doing what he's doing now. That's true, and I seem to recall us talking a good while back about him him having a bit of an attitude problem as well. But bump, yeah. I don't yeah, really they, know. I don't know. I don't know much about what he was like backstage at WWE. I I, I seem to recall that that he, he might have got ideas above his station that he thought he should have been a, a lot higher up than he actually was. And Jesus Christ! Well. Like I, I was thinking ideas above his station then when he went up there for that moonsault. Yeah. Like I, I thought this is going wrong. <laughs> it didn't. It, it were a very clean moonsault. And it's got him the three. Got him the three. What a weird arena. It looks like it's only got one tier and it's just like one long ass slope. It looks like some of the uh, arenas that at TNA were when they were on the road they would they were scheduling themselves in. Yeah. Like just Oh, it, that side it, looks it, a bit it, different, yeah. Tiered. Yeah. It does look a bit weird, I will say. Like the layout it does look a bit weird. Oh, he actually caught JL in the in the head then with his knee. In the head. Yep. The entranceway is on the corner, which is a, a rarity that you'll see. But I, I I didn't mind it being on the corner. It, uh, it just it was something different. Yeah, I think because from modern from modern standards, we're so used to seeing the entranceway at the side yeah and at the left hand side or the right hand side depending on the on the programming I suppose I think it's traditionally on the left hand side isn't it mm. it was like when AEW were running shows during the pandemic and it was like behind the ring like that was so yeah. weird <laughs> really really weird never seen it like that before but because we're so used to seeing it on the left hand side or the right hand side when you see it in the corner it's it does look a bit weird but it is a bit of a throwback because WF used to do that all the time Hmm. They used to have like like I'm talking like ninety four to around about ninety eight, ninety nine maybe. They used to have just a little set in the corner, and they used to come down. And then, and even nowadays, like the the pay per views, the PLEs, whatever we want to call them, if they're running like certain arenas, and they don't want to, they don't want to use a massive set to maximize the attendance. Like when they ran Money in the Bank at Wembley Arena, uh, they, even then they've started like using one of the I don't know what they call them, but um, you know the the like it's like these little entrance ways for 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 fans to come in. You know what I mean? You've got them, and then in the corner you'll find it at like Wembley Stadium. There's like that big bit where where I think it'd be like where like fans and things like that will come in and out yeah like all the all the all the actual production stuff i'm guessing that's what you call it the production produ- uh production entrance whatever i don't fucking know but they'll actually have their like wrestlers entrance way there that's what they did at wembley arena and mm. they did it in puerto rico for backlash and they've done it a couple of times since yeah 
So I, I, I'm kind of like, kind of like it. I don't think it's like as much as I'm used to it being on the left hand side. I don't mind that because that way you see more of the fans. So it makes it look like I, I know it's weird to say it makes it look like an actual event. Yeah. <laughs> when you see more fans, it it gives it a little bit more pomp and circumstance. Yes. Yeah. As much as I love entrance entrance ways. See, I, I was. I was th- unique Titan Trons and what have you. I was thinking about this like over the weekend. I was looking at the the Revolution tickets, and obviously they're releasing more and more in bursts, which makes the stage smaller and smaller because they're opening other parts of the arena. And I was thinking to myself while watching uh, World's End that those I don't I, I I'm not a big fan of these big fuck off video walls. I think they just it's too much and I prefer yeah, it, these the, the older even even the um, 98, 99, 2000 Titan Tron um, I know WCW went and f- went in completely left field but I love the Nitro one that we've got here I, I love the Titan Tron one um, then they just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then they did away with all the truss and all the, the metal and it just became wall to wall videos and uh, LED walls, and that's I know it, I know it's because of 4K and all that. Oh, Sting's here. Oh, hello. Oh, Scorpion Death Drop on um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. This is the greatest thing to have happened ever on the Nitrogen Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Immedi- immediately, they're saying he's with the end of you all because he's attacked ha- uh, Jim Duggan. Of like, course. Nah, I mean. There is a little bit of history from last week, so yeah, I just think it's it, it's Sting basically doing what he's been saying he's going to do all along. He's taking no prisoners, he's taking no sides. You fuck with him, he's going to fuck with you. Simple. And that's all he's doing. That is pretty much it. His face paint, though, is really video gaming as well. Like The ones in the video yeah. games were, were like that, weren't they? And he's adding more to it. It's all coming together. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I think it's now 12, like 12, 11 months. I'd, I'd say about 11 months thereabouts till we actually see him in the ring again. Oh, yeah, it would be, yeah. We'd be in yeah. Jan- January 97, yeah. Yeah. So, it's a good year. <laughs> I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought Duggan uh, clapped himself on the back I of the head with his flag well. <laughs> I think it was just selling. Oh. God. But anyway, as you say with the video walls, it, it, I do see your point, and I am in total agreement. Like, my favourite set of all time was, and I know it was quite big, it was the old SmackDown set, you know, the big fist smashing through the fucking mirror, like, the, with the two little screens at the side and the little dome at the bottom. I thought that was a fucking beautiful set. I do like sets like that, even though they do maximise a bit too much space. Hmm. Uh, I, I like I, I like the old raw sets, you know, the like the the, the classic one and the two thousand two set. I do like that uh, them, but yeah, it's like nowadays you've just got a giant screen and it works to to a degree. It works to certain things like I think like the Judgment Day's entrance it got the big purple eagle wings on it. I think sometimes things like that looks fucking cool, so there is a reason for it, but. 
it, it can also be very distracting. I feel like Especially we could do a full like, episode on entranceways. <laughs> well, I'm... Well, yeah, we could do. Yeah, we could just do like our top ten bloody entrance ways yeah. and the top uh, top ten worst of all time. But but yeah, so I like it, I like it. Uh, I like it for things like that. I think uh, Dragon Lee, uh, Rush's brother, uh, his he'll have a big dragon because they've got the little cut out at the bottom where they come through, but it's still got the screen at the back as well. Mm. So it does kind of look like one big screen with just a little square at the bottom. When he comes out, basically a, dra- a dragon's head will appear on the screen and it'll actually open up where that little cutout is and then a lot of smoke will come out from it. So shit like that, again, gives it a good reason to exist. But you can do that with a ve- with a smaller one. You can do the exact same thing with a smaller one. Mm. So that, I think they're kind of justified with it adds to an effect. But yeah, yeah I- I'm in total agreement with you. Old school... I know. I, mean, I know. We could. All, people can go like rose tinted glasses, and yes, maybe there is nostalgia a part of it. But I've no nostalgia for Nitro. I like the Nitro set. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have said that about Nitro set and the Nitro opening as well. They've always said, "Fuck me, that was really good." Everything yeah. just really, really fit together. Definitely um, ahead of its time, and it did inspire uh, Raw to up its game. Hmm. Absolutely did. I think if I if I were to name one WWE WWF one, it's the Royal Rumble one at Madison Square Garden two thousand, where there's literally just a taxi. <laughs> yeah, just a taxi above that little. Yeah, that was cool as fuck. I'm it's sorry, but fun. that was yeah. just fucking. It was so small, and Missile Dropkicks won it for Chris Jericho against uh, Craig Pittman. Just so everybody knows, very very <laughs> very quick match. The entrances yeah. took longer. Um, yeah, it was just, it was almost like it was knocked up last second, but they got half of a taxi and just shoved it above the entrance. I loved it. I thought it was great. And it obviously maximised the the attendance as well. Yeah, of course. Allowed people to sit above the entranceway, which I dig. I think that's a fucking great idea. And going back to what I was saying with Dynamite during the pandemic, that entranceway, it was on the screen itself. Yeah. It was behind the ring. So... It had its purpose for the Royal Rumble as well because you yep. can actually see who were coming through. Yeah, I really dug it. I think that that's my that is my number one WWF WWE entrance way. It's interesting, but it's like uh, minimalist but maximalist at the same time. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. But I suppose yeah. I, I mean it might be because I've got fond memories of the pay per view as well. Like it's a fucking top notch pay per view, so. I don't know. Maybe it's just all ties in. I don't know. Yeah. They did have a very similar theme for, I think it was, I don't know if it was like Breakdown or Over the Edge, probably Over the Edge in 1998, where it basically, it was just like a little, just a little entranceway, the tiniest fucking entranceway with a lot of cars just, just jumbled around, just a few cars and all that. Yeah, that were a pretty cool set as well. Let's have a look at it. Yeah, we're fucking up. Fucking hell, we ain't seen these for a dog's age. No, no. There's a I, red carpet could, as well, which makes me think there's about there's a female that's about to come out. Yeah, this is going to be Four Horsemen, isn't it? I would have thought so. If I had seen the red carpet, I'm thinking Woman or Deborah. Yep. Oh, Booker T. So it's, it's Sherry then. Oh, 
of course. Forgot about Sister Sherry. Bucket T. I'm just saying Bucket T because we ignore Stevie Ray's existence. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sherry. Poor, poor Stevie. But poor no. <laughs> to be fair, I thought I thought it was just Bucket coming out then. <laughs> Almost wiped out Sherry in the face there. Well done, Stevie. Yeah. So he can't even coordinate and enter. He's just fucking stood right in front of her as well. Yeah. Like, just stop and stood. Like, I'll tell you what he'd be great for fucking shopping in Blackburn Mall. <laughs> it's like 99% of people do the exact same thing. You know, they just stop in the middle for no fucking reason. I admit. I have some pet peeves, and that is one of them. Man, honestly, just this is—that's the reason why I don't like going to big cities and touristy places because people will just like when we're away, people will just stop and start taking photos. It's like, mate, I am fucking walking here. Don't do that. You know what I mean? If you did that on a road, like a, you'd crash, or b, you would fucking give somebody some serious road rage because you're going to cause an accident. But Yep. People walking is apparently more acceptable. It just it just does. I, I think it's impolite as well. And well, it, it, obviously, what Stevie's might. just done to Sherry there is severely impolite because they're all supposed to be on the screen together, and it's almost it's an ego's game trying to get themselves over, get the most camera time. Really hate that. Yep. It's Mister Potnoodle her in the ring first against uh, <laughs> Booker T. <laughs> Which is quite weird because the referee here kind of looks like the guy that used to do the pot noodle adverts. <laughs> Poor my case. Home, yeah, the home video. <laughs> yeah. God, I forgot. I haven't thought about those adverts for years. <sighs> That's back when pot noodles were actually decent. Oh yeah, they're not the same now, are they? No. They just... Again, it, it could be nostalgia talking, but I remember <sighs> having them a lot when we were, when I were a kid, but. I've not had a lot of them as an adult. That's called the Mandela effect, isn't it? Where something's a lot more grandiose that you remember and it actually wasn't. Uh, well, the Mandela effect really applies to things that you remember. You know, you remember things that you, well, oh. you think you remember something the way it was and it's not actually. So I suppose, yeah, I oh. did not describe that com. <laughs> At all? No, I'm, I'm. I swear, this is just a fucking recap now. Yeah, I thought it were a replay at first, but it's, oh, they, they, didn't le- they didn't learn the lesson from the first time. Somebody locked that door. Fucking Virgil's courts in. <laughs> <laughs> Does Ogun not know that there's a smoking ban indoors? What in 1997? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hey, it's fucking Hulk Hogan. It, follow, it, it goes by his own rules, doesn't it? That's true. Oh, Epstein's list came out this morning. I wonder if Bischoff's on it. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I dread to think what wrestlers might be on it. Oh, dude. I mean, apparently Prince Andrew, is, yeah, he's he's already been outed on it. What a fucking yeah. surprise. So. Yeah, of course he fucking has. Like, both my phones are dead. So I can't really look it up, and to be fair, I shouldn't really be. I should be concentrating on this. But yeah, the problem is with it as well. Is like if you go on Twitter, as I call it now, oh. 
Bucky. Jesus fucking Christ. So, so smooth. He did that last week as well, and, and oh, it was just fucking clean as you like. I can't wait to strap the rocket on this guy. Get, him, <laughs> get rid of the dead weight of Stevie Ray. You know, let Stevie Ray tag with fucking uh, Big T, was he called? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Arnold Johnson. Just let him tag with a fucking out of shape, Big, Big T. And, yeah, let Booker go his own way, because fuck me, he is way too fucking good for his brother. Yeah. I mean, you look at how, as a singles competitor, he just fucking roars to stardom. You've, you've got to say that he was, even though Harlem Heat are considered one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Really? Well, yeah, just because of Booker, <laughs> just because of Booker T, really. I mean, look yeah. at how many times they won the tag titles. Oh yeah, 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 it's fake and everything like that. But come on, <laughs> I'm just surprised you can consider fucking Stevie Ray <laughs> one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Oh, it's all breaking down now. I'm going to presume that Colonel Robert Parker is going to come out at some point. People going you fucking know. berserk for this. Oh. And that's as good as Stevie Ray's done in the match. <laughs> well, he hasn't really done anything. No, just get somebody up for the electric chair. He did try to kick uh, Noodle Her in the head, but actually <laughs> just kicked his Noodle Her, so. His partner was completely useless as well. Like he was stood at the corner and he should have come in and tried to kick it out. That, that's what that's the other thing that annoys me about tag team wrestling is the partner being stood there and being healthy, if you want to call it that, whilst their partner is being pinned and they don't do anything about it. Yeah. Like he put, he, he put one leg into the ropes and realised, well, that's the finish, so I can't do anything. At least like make a dive and just miss it by... You know, milliseconds, whatever. Phone number no longer active. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> I'd activate it, me. Just let people buy money. You know, spend the money. You you just fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for shits and giggles. It. Just make yeah. money. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's WWE. No, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, they're selling the NWO shirt, so why not, like, open up the number again so that if somebody does phone it, you can say, right, well, you, if you want to buy an NWO shirt, just leave your details. Right. I've not noticed this before, so we just saw a little uh, advertisement for WCW Saturday Night, and you know the little robot arm thing mm. that comes up? I swear to fucking God, I saw somebody's ass well. on the little boy and... It went right in front of it like it was about to hit it. Like, I fucking swear I see that. Now, I know I'm a fucking pervert, but come on, I, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past WCW just having all these little Easter eggs and something like that, just for yeah. shits and giggles. I know that I'm a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> you, aren't, you aren't no Vince McMahon, mate. <laughs> we don't acknowledge him anymore. No, no, we don't need to. I wonder if he's on the Epstein list. Oh, 
that's all he needs. <laughs> but funnily enough, we we did actually cut short in that conversation. I ran about X Twitter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, the problem is we're actually all trying to look up the Epstein list or the Epstein list. I fucking always struggle with that name. Uh, it makes it sound like I talk about him a lot. I do not. Uh, it's kind of like Steiner, isn't it? If, if it were Epstein, yeah. then we'd have to call him Steiner. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. So Epsteiner. <laughs> uh, that was my Scott Steiner impression. It didn't quite pan out. Uh, <laughs> just trying to do his. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, but yeah, the problem is if you go on Twitter and see some, you search that, you will always find the fucking troll accounts that just say somebody's name has been dropped on it. Like yeah. I looked on Twitter and someone said that Lionel Messi was was on the list. I'm like oh. fuck off. He even put, like, a part of the list in front of it, but it was all blurred, obviously. <laughs> but they reckon it's going to be about five years until the full list comes out. Right. Okay. So, we shall see. Bischoff saying that Sting is our man. And now we get a recap of... of stuff. <laughs> Just off stuff. <laughs> it is. It. I, just. Uh, we've seen this video. We've seen it like five times. Like, I, I don't need to see it again. Yeah, it is a bit fucking. It's a bit monotonous, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's not really telling anything. It's fill. It's filling time that could be used better. And yes, it's laziness. Yeah. Like. You could you could take this and put another two match uh, two matches uh, two minutes on the Jericho match for instance. Mm. I've got to say, um, I watched probably half, if not most, of World's End as I was trying to find a stream that I'd actually work on my TV because my TV won't play flash video. So that was a bit of a nightmare, um, and it, it's kind of sad seeing Sting wrestling now because you can see that he's forgetting the spots and he's having to be told like where he needs to be and, and what he needs to do um, it's really sad to see really and, and I think it's probably a, a good thing that it's it's coming to an end, I think he's yes. realised I mean it's going to be high paced anyway when you've got Ricky Stark, Sammy Guevara and fucking Darby Allen in, in the same ring Um I, I must know. I must point out if my volume does drop, my voice you know, volume does drop, it is because Audacity is fucking dropping the volume for some reason. I've just noticed it happen, so Oh uh, right. Yeah. It, it's done it a, a few times now, like where I've I've gone into the app and it's gone down and I don't know why, because I've always had it at a certain level and as we're talking I've just noticed that the waves had dropped. So what's up and sure enough it's fucking dropped, so yeah, it, I will try and keep an eye on it. Maybe it's but, got an automatic thing. I, I, I actually hoped that it would have something like that, so that you wouldn't, not you, but if you were recording, if anybody were recording something, that if you if it maxed out, it would automatically reduce the recording volume. That'd be yeah, smart if it did. I didn't know but, it did though. Yeah, well, it it's going down way too well. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Uh, DDP versus who's this? I didn't quite catch. 
I didn't either. Um, I know that DDP threw a lit cigar to the front row. Yeah, not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. It's not Chris Adams, that, is it? It can't be. Whoa, fucking hell. I really can't tell, but he's wrestling like Chris Adams. More spunk tonight, apparently. Albeit, not very good. Right, no diamond cutter. What the hell, man? So it, it was meant to be a diamond cutter, but this guy dived way yeah. too far. I, I <laughs> all I saw in the captions was burgers and beans. <laughs> so here's Kevin Nash, clearly seeing that DDP had a, a lit cigar in his mouth, so he's coming for a light for Hogan. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> So I'm not understanding what Scott Hall is thinking here because he's wearing an NWO jumper. It's to give DDP a shirt. Oh, right. I thought he had a towel on his shoulder. No. Page accepts the NWO shirt. Right. Oh, my God. It's not the classic freaking... So I know I know of this, right? Spoiler alert, I know DDP teases joining NWO and then turns on him almost immediately. And I'm like, oh, it is. It's a classic moment. There we go. Of course it is. Well, I thought this was going to drag on a little bit longer. <laughs> okay, oh, now. Oh, that little child almost got an eye out. <laughs> Nash fucking went for that, didn't he? Like, right over the top rope there. That was fucking brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) He tumbled over that table with all the intensity of a village drunk in a bar. (laughs) Maybe the village drunk in a saloon in an old western. Jesus fucking Christ. DDP leaves in the crowd, still wearing an NWO shirt, but he's taken uh, care of the outsiders, and Teddy Biasi is saying, let's get out of here. Yeah, I also saw red-headed maggot, well, DDP is not red-headed, so I don't know what the fuck that were about. Maybe we'll just call in the child in the in the front row that nearly got his eye out. <laughs> That's very Ricky Gervais, that red-headed maggot. Oh, God, I need to wash my mouth out. <laughs> I am drinking a rhubarb cider tonight, by the way. Oh, very nice. Yes. Very nice. Uh, the mother got me... Oh, Jesus Christ, I hope she don't listen to this podcast. I've just called her the mother. Fucking hell. <laughs> she hates that term. Uh, but anyway, the mother got me um, 12 bottles for Christmas from... John's, so I had to think. Nice. <laughs> think of nice. his name then from the bird in hand. That little micro bar that we often go to. So, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Still nice and cold, thankfully. Nice. Yeah, because it's fucking freezing up in this loft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this volume is constantly going down. I can't hear you going up and down, so. Yeah, but. We'll do it, we'll be. We'll... We'll be fine. We'll fix it in post. It'll be fine. Yeah, but you're not going to hear me going up and down because you're not hearing the recording. True. Yeah. Come on, you're the freaking expert here, Mark. Dude, I I just don't feel well. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, furries. The brain's like mush. This is a long segment for uh, for Hall and Nash. Well, the advertising NWO sold out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're advertising NWO sold out, so... I think there's a February pay-per-view. Is it January? I think it's February. I'm interested to see that, because if I remember rightly, from what I've seen of it... Now, I I did have the Rise and Fall... Steve (laughs) Lenko! Look at his trunks! And he's wearing a waistcoat. I was going to say, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> you said, look at his trunks. We were on about Guerrero earlier, weren't we? All oh, right, yeah, of course. I was going to say, I know, I know I said I'm a pervert, but... <laughs> I don't want to look too hard. Who's he wrestling? Oh, Eddie. Oh, well... Well, ironically, this is what I was about to say. Like, um, I, I know a little bit of NWO sold out from the mm-hmm. rise and fall of uh, WCW DVD that I used to have, which I didn't really watch. I watched a little bit of it and got fucking bored. Um, I do not know what happened to that DVD either. But anyway, I did see it were six in a cruiserweight match, and I think yeah. it was against Eddie. And I think the NWO was on commentary and they called him a Mexican jumping bean. That sounds about right. Yeah. And I was like, that's racist. I do not like this and turned it off. (laughs) (laughs) Which goes to show you what I was like when I was a teenager. Like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not not watching this. That's a bit too far. And now it's like, yeah, this is just a fucking world, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And yet in in the same year, DX would blackface. Oh, and I always hated that as well. So <laughs> you can't see that on the network either, can you? Because they've, they've conveniently rubbed that out. I'm pretty sure it's still there. Uh, well, if it I'm, is, I'd be shocked. I'm pretty sure it's still there. It, it weren't that long ago they were still champion in that fucking segment. Ugh. Yes. So Eddie versus Dimalenko. Quite the uh, technical bout for the time being. I'm really hoping this goes for at least five minutes. Give us a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. And see, this is what I like about the cruiserweight division. It's the diversity. So, Eddie's not really a technical wrestler. Dimalenko is. Dimalenko will on occasion try and match the speed and the high flying and it's like a role reversed here because Eddie was well is should I say still is really he's he's matching Dean Lankos technical style Mm. there's a lot of headlock takeovers to start and it it, it's something different yeah Yeah. it's something different and it mixes it up instead of just going for the whole high flying stick which I do enjoy it can get a bit samey after a while. Yeah, Especially yeah. if you're going to have more than one cruiserweight match on the show, which I'm being a champion champion <sighs> for ages now. And that was a fucking sweet-ass side, sidekick from Dean Lenko there. 
I was going to say it was a drop kick, but it wasn't quite a drop kick. No, no. Listen to what I have to say. So a note has been ha handed to them. This is the major announcement. So. Something to do with Hulk Hogan will have to face the Giants, but Larry Zabisco, there is more to the story. Fucking just get on with it. <laughs> oh, you'll have to face him tonight. Well, that should be interesting, considering Hogan just doesn't wrestle on Nitro anymore. True. There we go, a bit of eye oh, flying from Eddie now. I fucking love that move. Yeah. I fucking love that move. It's the way his legs, uh, legs, they dangle in the air as he does it. Yeah. It just makes the technique, it, it makes it look really fancy, doesn't it? Yeah. Fucking love Eddie. I listened to uh, Angle's podcast today because it's currently one of the very few that I can actually listen to because everybody else is really pissing me off at the moment. And um, he talked about, it, it were a, Ask her anything, and somebody asked um, who came up with the finish in him and Eddie's main event, and he said it was absolutely Eddie. So uh, the got him in the ankle lock, and the boot came off. Yes, I remember. Yeah, that. he said it was. It was said it was all Eddie, and it was all the lie, cheat, steal thing. He said that he just came. They weren't even sharing a room or anything like that. They were on like opposite sides of the hotel uh, lobby. And he just came running to him and he's like, Kurt, 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 I've got the finish for our match. And he's like, okay, shoot. And he went, da, 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 and told him, he went, that is brilliant. And that is Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one guy, like, I like I say, now, all them podcasts at the moment, they're all really cynical. They're all anti-AEW. But Angles, he's just so happy all the time. It's fucking yeah. great. It's really refreshing. You could tell that he's in a good place in his life. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the angle of old. Yeah. Like the angle that came in to WWE in 1999, it was very goofy, very, but, uh, very, like, I don't know how to put it, very cartoony, but yeah. you could tell that was pretty much him. Like, I can imagine that he would have been like that with his kids at the time. Hmm. You know, he wasn't afraid to play that up and it's nice to know that he is back to that place. Like, the last time I saw him on WWE TV, he was, I think it was hanging out with DX, you know, asking to be a DX member and he was highlight the fucking segment. It was just like watching <laughs> Kurt Angle of old. Yeah. Like, the only thing you were missing was him just pumping his body face in the air, going landing to his knees and crying. <laughs> He's got to be the only... The only patriotic character that was never given another country or like a terrorism type fucking deal you know like Slaughter joined uh, Shiki and Hacksaw joined Team Canada and I'm sure there's many others but Kurt never like defected to another uh, he never defected away from his patriot uh, patriotism did he 
Not to my knowledge, anyway. I was going to say not to your knowledge, but to my knowledge, he did a little bit. Did he? All right. Oh, yes. So we're talking like uh, like, like 2006, maybe. It was post Mohammed Hassan and Davari was still under contract and they wanted something to do with him and they paired <laughs> him up with Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle started running down America. Oh. Yes. It didn't last long. <laughs> You can tell he wasn't happy doing it, let's just yeah. say. I mean, as an American, and, and, you, can, and, you can run down America. Yeah. I mean, I'm British and I run down Britain, but yeah, I, I, I kind of see that they probably were trying to do something like, it's just one-on-one, isn't it? A patriotic yeah. character, how do we turn him heel? Ah, make him support the enemy. And I think at that time, it wasn't that long after when he was part of the ECW reboot and he was there for like two, maybe three months, and then he was gone. So, uh, on to TNA. Yep. His documentary is pretty good. The one on the Peacock Network or whatever it's called this week, I don't know. But we, it's uh, still the, it's still the WWE Network in the UK. Yeah. I think I think it was on Peacock. I think it was on. I think it's a Peacock exclusive because I ended up torrenting it. Um. But it was really good, and obviously, I don't know. We might segue into this. I thought we were going to segue into it early on when we said live live events or whatever it's called, like premium live events. But um, the end of the documentary, the last uh, the last bit of footage that you actually see is TNA footage. I couldn't believe it. Like oh, yeah. I thought they'd have ended on something WWE, you know, like something really well produced and stuff like that. But the last one is him diving off the cage and doing a moonsault in TNA and before he hits the mat it just it just cuts black it's fucking really really tastefully done yeah they, they, they have leaned into the TNA footage a lot more over the re, over recent years mm. um, well we're getting to Royal Rumble season aren't we so this this whole TNA cross I mean the last thing that I looked at before my phone died was apparently PW Insider's completely rubbish the idea of it happening but I with it being Royal Rumble I can see you know I can see there being a couple of people coming over well, just for a one off well Mickey James has already done that exactly she took yeah. the TNA women's uh, sorry the TNA knockouts championship with her when she did it so mm-hmm. I mean I don't see why not this match has been good by the way guys <laughs> it has it yeah. has been it's really been good very, been mostly technical with just a couple oh somebody just threw a full fucking pint at six there <laughs> And he's just standing there, he just took it. And they've been given some time as well. You, you asked for five minutes, they've probably been given six or seven. Yeah. So, but they have been watching it and I have been enjoying it. There's not been any spots that have gone, like, there's not been no wow spots, I'd say. It's yeah, just been... Just a clean technical affair, yeah. Yeah, and it... it I'd say it's standard, and probably for these two guys, like, if they did this on pay-per-view, I'd be really fucking disappointed. Hmm. Like, I'd expect more flash, more substance, but... Have they gone gone the technical route because they know that Six is going to be doing this? And you don't want to be doing high spots when the attention's going to be deflected away from you? I think it's just more a case of that these two just would like to mix it up so no match is the same yeah oh 
That was beautiful, that. So, Eddie did try to go through what... what Backslide. It, what was it called? The gory special? Is it... I can't remember what they call it, no. But it might... Uh, Dean Lane Cole managed to reverse it into a pin position. A lot of back and forth of different variations of pins now. Yeah, I was just going to say, getting and, a lot of pinfalls now. Yeah, and not your typical pins as well. Yeah. It's these pins, like, and they're going at such a speed as well that one slight misstep and there's an injury. Goes to show you how fucking good these two are. Oh, that was good. Didn't quite land how I'd hoped. Like it, it, it did look a bit soft, but yeah, yeah. I'm it, glad that it wasn't a pinfall for that reason. Do you know who reminds me of Dean Malenko these days? Roderick Strong. Oh, fucking absolutely. Yeah. 100%. You can tell he is very, very much inspired by Dean Malenko. I mean, even, even like, his, his statue is exactly the same as yeah. him. Yeah. That's it's, all I see. His fucking hairline's the same as well. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, nice. Unlucky. Yeah, I do like Roderick Strong. Mm. Brainbuster. Yeah, does it execute a brainbuster? But it will do like a tease of brainbuster, and then fucking somehow manage to do a backbuster. Like mm. it just, and the way he does it as well, he's so fucking forward. Like Roderick Strong, he is, is very unspoken of in terms of like technical wrestlers. If he were if he were in WCW at this time. He, his name would be up there. Oh. Nice little distraction. Into a power bomb off the top rope for one, two, three. Real good match. Mm, it was, yeah. Yeah, not too flashy. Really picked the pace up towards the end. Yeah. The one thing about Dimalenko as well is that he always speaks to the camera after the match and he never looks knackered. <laughs> Even though you can tell he is as well. Now, they just mentioned PlayStation, and I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> Gigantic Ego Smash tonight. <laughs> Compliments to the Giants. I was wondering where they were going with that. <laughs> There's the reason for the PlayStation, then. Ah, so, Eddie's not done much... Yeah, Eddie's not done much wrong there, has he? But you you don't want it to be a pinfall. You want, you want Malenko to fly through it and roll through to make it look a little bit more extravagant. Yes, and it's just not quite worked out that way, but yeah. uh, that's all fine. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that match. It was, it was fucking very good. Yeah, very, very good. But yeah, I, going back to the TNA, the potential TNA WWE crossover, I, I, I am in complete agreement with you. It's probably just like a couple of wrestlers, probably Naomi, appearing in in the Royal Rumble, but people only going off it because their pay-per-views, they started calling them premium live events, which is a, a term WWE have, have coined. Hmm. Now, for me, the way I look at it is that 
it's not a copyrighted term and in some circumstances more circumstances i would consider it a little bit cheeky if say AEW decided to say oh yeah we're not doing pay-per-views anymore we're doing premium live events but that's how pay-per-views started you know that was a term you know to describe a certain thing and then other companies and other events started doing pay-per-view and they called them pay-per-view didn't try and coin a new phrase so it the way i look at it is that that term is more than likely going to be liberally used the more the pay-per-view model um disappears from the face yeah, of the earth yeah <laughs> essentially you know the Pretty more it dissipates yeah. and yeah it, it's it, i don't think it's that and i don't think there's anything to read into it there's nothing no. to read into it for me also got to t- uh, take into account that endeavor are now providing tna's streaming service so it could easily be possible <laughs> that they have said to them for a good promotional thing you know just to bring a little bit of attention start calling it a premium live event instead of pay-per-view yeah because you're doing it online call it a premium live event and people are going to go well that's a wwe term so there you're taking notice and it's fucking smart business but it's not a term that's cop- copyrighted. It's not like sports entertainment, which is now, thankfully, copyrighted. <coughs> At least that way, TNA won't fucking revive sports uh, sports entertainment extreme. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's like fire Russo. I actually remember... I was actually listening to an episode of... Uh, Attitude Era podcast earlier on today and they were basically covering the WWE way and they were actually talking about uh, TNA uh, at the time because TNA and WWE they did like they, they, they sort of merged didn't they towards the end yeah, they did, you know yeah. when they realised that the uh, the WWE model wasn't working because Jack Jarrett had a lot of sway they just basically consumed the whole fucking thing didn't they and, pretty much but, Around the time, sports had uh, sports. Well, fucking hell, SEX had basically fucking hell. He hadn't seen this jabroni for a while. Yeah, uh, he got. I think he got injured, didn't he? he? Yes, super cow. Yeah, sports entertainment extreme were on CNA and they were being featured on this pay per view, which happened to be WWE's last pay per view. And around this time, Vince Russo appeared on screen in the corner of SEX, blind fucking drunk. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yes. Now, I've heard that guy fucking shit on Scott Hall for being drunk on TV. You're a fucking hypocrite, Russo. You're a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> I have not seen that, but I really want to look that up. Mm. Just one for the Google search, I suppose. <laughs> Mind you, if he's going to fucking turn up to a TNA event drunk, if I, t- if I Googled... Vince Russo drunk, I'm probably going to get a few with it. Results, <laughs> yeah. It's like, like Googling Scott Sapp drunk. <laughs> oh, fucking that, hell. That whole fucking born-again Christian stuff, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're completely fucked out of our brains. Unprofessional. Might explain some of Scott Sapp, uh, Sapp singing as well. <laughs> but I, don't... I know it's I know it's fucking easy to shit on Craig, but fuck it, I'm shitting on Craig. Like, apart from a couple of songs, like 
most of it and to be fair right i'm i'm not i'm not going to be too hard i love chris cornell but there's the odd song where it just sounds like he's mumbling right when he's singing you know <laughs> it, it's just how it is scott sap is singing is mumbling just genuinely is mumbling and i just don't get on board with it and as far mm. i suppose with all the fucking fair stuff which is just yeah it's not for me you know just like i don't relate to it a lot of music that i listen to i do relate to you know, the more I go, get older, the more I fucking dislike like the, a lot of the metal I used to listen to because there's no substance to it. Like I'm, right. I'm finding now as I grow, grow older, as I'm fast approaching my fucking forties. God bless me. Uh, the more music I'm listening to, I'm actually listening to lyrics and creators just popped up on Spotify now and then, and I'm like trying to listen to what the lyrics are and. If I do hear them, it's something about God, and I just don't relate to. If I don't hear it, it's because he's fucking mumbling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were they were a little bit too God Squad, weren't they? There's there's other Christian rock bands like I I I really like Flyleaf, but they their music's obviously about God and Christianity and stuff, but they make it a little bit more innocuous so that. It can be, it can be transferred to other things. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Jesus oh, fucking oh Christ! How did Supercow's beanie not go flying off? There? I, I think, I think it's stuck on because he's been, he's still on after two minutes. But after <laughs> that, yeah, it has to be stuck on. Some, oh my god. Yeah, it's definitely. Stuck that's on. that's Cal- that's Supercow back on the fucking shelf. Yeah, he he, he looks like his sandbag in here. It looks like he's legitimately knocked out. Has to be said then. Fucking Conan picked him up with ease. Oh no, he's oh, fine. No, he's, here. he's up. He's making sure he's that's all right. Fuck see, me. Now I can't tell if he's actually hurt or not. <laughs> because <laughs> he's just—he's super cowardly. He wrestles like he's hurt all the time. What the fuck was that move? I don't was know I... what he's doing. Is he headbutting his back or is he kneeing his shoulder? I don't. I have fucking no idea. I, uh, <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> I don't even know what. Should we try that spot again? Whoa. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, sit this one out, Cal. Oh, fucking hell! It's <laughs> <Get> a break. <laughs> Like you were trying to do a play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking crying. God, I was just like, oh, God. What, what are you doing, mate? That's not the spot. <laughs> it looked like he was trying to do a flying crossbody. But oh, God. He did it with all the intensity of a Chris rapper being blown by a fucking <laughs> a light breeze. It just fucking. How? How do you do a flying crossbody and just feverly touch your opponent and drop like oh. a sack of spuds? Jesus fucking Christ. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Kawa, he actually came out with like fucking tons of momentum, did loads of fucking decent moves, high flying moves, and then at the end he just he just fluffed everything. Right, you call it decent. Decent for his standards. Yeah, I suppose I suppose I should define decent as a little bit suicidal. <laughs> the guy didn't give a fuck. I, I'm gonna have to Google Super Cowo versus Sabu. 
that match has to be out there. Oh, it has to be, yeah. yeah. It'd be an absolute botch fest, but it'd be fucking brilliant to watch. <laughs> it'd be fucking funny. <laughs> oh, God. I imagine it'd be like a lorry trying to fight like a computer desk or something stupid like that. Ooh. Chess pieces? What What the fuck's going on? Oh, right, it's him. <laughs> it's him. It's uh, the Taskmaster. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's one of his dating videos again. <laughs> oh, my God. As soon as I said that, captions, you want to play chess with me? <laughs> oh, no. It's but he's dummy out. All the chess pieces have gone. He's fucked now because you know what will happen there. He just won't be able to find a pawn. There'll be literally one piece and it will be missing and the entire thing's fucked. <laughs> what does this guy want now? I'm going to assume one of the aforementioned podcasts you can't listen to at the moment because they're so cynical and all that. Jeff Jarrett won't be one of them because it actually is part of AEW. Uh, yeah, the, the reason why I haven't been listening to Jeff Jarrett's is because uh, over Christmas they didn't do one, so it was a best of, and I skipped them because they're just crap. Yeah, um, he's a little bit too uh, switched on permanently. Is Jeff Jarrett? He can be. Sometimes he talks, but there's no substance to what he's saying. He's just enjoying the sound of his own voice. And then he'll stop himself and he'll go, and I digress, Conrad. And then Conrad will take over, obviously trying to keep it on track. Um, But generally, I I don't mind Jeff's podcast, especially if he's talking about TNA. Um, But yeah, he's like permanently wired. And I'm sure he's he's the same as Angle, isn't it, really? They they got clean and, and they say that life's a lot better. I mean... I'll do dry January or I'll do Stoptober and I don't feel any better. In fact, I feel more depressed that I haven't been able to have a beer. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. But then I, I'm not a, an addict like they, they were, so I suppose I've got to take the rough with the smooth. I suppose they'll be high-functioning as well. Mm, yeah. I mean, I could have a drink or two every fucking night and not ever have to worry that I'm going to sink into alcoholism like you know because yeah. I know yeah. I'm, I'm know I'm very well in control of it, even though sometimes it could be I'm in the worst conditions like it could be pissed off and it's just like fuck it I'll have a drink which isn't the most ideal thing but we all do it you know that's yes yeah, that's, yeah. that's a that, off steam yeah you're blowing off steam and it, it's something that cannot be done with a cup of coffee sorry but yeah true or a fucking glass of milkshake uh so I can do that knowing that I'm not going to verge on alcoholism or it like that so I can't really relate to to them right at this point I know to be fair Jeff and Benoit should be a fucking really good match because yes, again I've said it before Jarrett is fucking smooth as silk in the ring but as much as this point, fucking shit on him yeah but he is as, that, as, as this storyline's been going the only thing I want to see here now is woman absolutely maul Deborah because all she's been doing is slagging her off, calling her a whore and, and all sorts. So, fuck it. Just let let woman fucking absolutely pag her Deborah at this point. Yeah. Wow, slapped him in the head. I'm all for that. 
Yeah. Angle also says that his his greatest match of all time was against Benoit two thousand three. Ah, well, that's not what I heard. Mm. He said it was one of, but he said Benoit was his uh, like his greatest opponent. But yeah. he like he, well, he said he said this week he said he said it is. But this is his favorite. His, his favorite match was uh, Benoit. Because it also came out that his favorite match was against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania twenty one. So he's um, kind of like contradicting himself, basically. I suppose it's what, what every day you're like. I, I don't have a favorite song. I have three favourite songs. I'm guessing it's probably it depends what the day I'm having. I'm, I think it might be from the same podcast because we were like he were asked who his favourite opponent was or something or other. It literally like yesterday when I was reading about it. Right, it might have been then. Yeah. Yeah. So it it could just basically contradicted himself and all that but I know you were getting a lot of backlash for it it was like you know because things like Brett versus Steve exist or this match exists and it's like guys it's, it's his fucking opinion like yeah how can who, you give him backlash when it's his favourite yeah, yeah who are you to say if he says that is the greatest match of all time so he probably just said like that's the greatest match and maybe the Benoit match was his favourite it could be like two different distinctions of the same fucking thing basically but um no, him saying that it's the best of his, you know, match of all time. Yes, he's patting himself on the back. But I don't understand what's happened here. No, I, neither did I. They've just helped Jarrett win. Well, Deborah just helped Jarrett win. But yeah, it, it. But I digress. To quote Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> it is. His opinion ended there. Like, let him have it. So, suppose the uh, I, I suppose the idea is that Jarrett was against the ropes and Michael was going to hit Jarrett, but she's helping Jarrett. Jarrett managed to turn Benoit around, but Michael ended up hitting Benoit. But you have to look where you're throwing things. That was a little bit of a fucking clusterfuck. Yeah. And now they're all right again. Oh, there you are. Yeah, so... Seems about to give it to him, but she fucking offered it to him. Yes. Ah. Yeah. So, Michael, he shouldn't have been looking. He should have been looking at Deborah and saying, give me the fucking briefcase, and then swung the briefcase without looking up. Yeah. But he looked, so he saw that Benoit's had... had Switch so we know what they were doing and all that, but it was basically they were, it was Deborah basically doing it. So she did. I don't fucking know. I I, I seriously don't know. <laughs> was he doing it so he would hit Benoit? And then she cheekily said, "I'm sorry to the camera." So I'm I'm not really sure what the fuck they were trying to do there. A boot. A boot. <laughs> See, I hear the word a boot, and no matter what the context, I hear a boot. There was a Canadian in work the other day, and she said a boot. And all I think of is Benoit's fucking terrible promo. <laughs> and I know that's like, okay, which one, Brian? The promo, you know? About, you know, quote, quote the crippler. When he, he, he was facing Raven at some pay-per-view event. I think it might have been Starcade 97, actually. 
Hmm. But yeah, there's one thing that I'm passionate remember that. about. Oh, it's bad. It's so bad. Oh, we've only we've only a few months to wait. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to say quote the quote work. Quote the fucking hell. Quote the. Quote it's work. not that easy, is it? <laughs> He's, he does this for a living. I don't. That's true. Really. Yeah. No, quote the crippler, never more. But he goes, quote the crippler, no more. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, we are we are throwing some shade here now. Yeah, there's no plastic, no wax, zero. Fucking hell, I thought we were going to be like... Get a big fucking orange bomb and throw it at her then. Mark didn't get that reference. I hope somebody did. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was listening to what <laughs> Michael was saying. Sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking about them fucking protesters that just throw the bloody or orange powder bombs at everything these days. It looks like a fucking lot of what's it powder. Oh the what's it, yeah. Yeah, and can't remember what, the the what they're fucking called. Just stop oil. That's the one. I can't remember which fucking militant group it was. But yeah, when mm. he, he would just say, no plastic, no wax, zero, I thought, Jesus Christ, he's going to get an orange powder bomb. <sighs> if you've not seen it, and it is it is very graphic, but there's a, there's a, there's a Xer, or whatever you're calling it, Xer account, um, which is Steve, Steve Ingham, I think it is. Uh, but he sounds proper like Michael Cole. No, is it Michael Cole? I can't remember. He just sounds like a WWE commentator, right? Could be Michael Cole then. But he, <laughs> yeah, he he, uh, he 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 just commentates over these videos, and some of them are, are, are quite notorious, like and viral and stuff. But some of them are really gory, like people getting shot and stuff. Um, but he does it in kind of like a wrestling uh, way. So like, if there's somebody getting robbed. He'll say, or, or, or there's two people just about to start fighting. Oh, and he hits him with a right hand, and all. It, it sounds proper like a WWE commentator. It's it's worth a watch as long as you get the right video. Um, there was a, a video of uh, somewhere in Britain where two a man and a woman are having a, a domestic, and the police. There's only one police officer on the scene. Wrestles the guy to the floor, so the woman starts fighting with the police officer. The police officer pulls out a taser, and the woman just obviously tenses up and just falls to the floor but the commentary over it is just fucking brilliant like if the guy doesn't end up with a job like in sports I'll, it'll be tragic really well he's just got a proper voice for commentary steve where is steving i can't i can't bloody remember now so i can't even check so my fucking phone's dead well, this promo has just gone off the fucking rails. Deborah did a yeah, it's very, gone too long. Yeah, it, it went too long, and Deborah did a very far. I'm totally devastated about what happened out there. Like you know, and that is probably the worst impression of Deborah ever. But I'm not a woman. It got better towards the end. <laughs> yeah, how <laughs> <You know>. fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just like yeah, it, it's. I don't know if they're trying to tease a split or something. I don't fucking know. It just it was just a bit. I don't know. I just yeah. I, I I'm just not invested. 
Mm. I know as much as a piece of shit he is, if Ric Flair is not there, I'm definitely not interested in the horseman. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Like, oh, he's great and all. You know, Mongo is Mongo. He could, like, if he's not doing something fucking stupid, he's not entertaining. You know, Jeff Jarrett like, is decent in the ring, very smooth, blah, blah, blah. Just like, you know, Ben Watt is like literally the only interesting person there, but he's only interested in the ring. He's not interested on the mic. Like, just don't yeah. need a promo, yeah. promo any longer than a minute. Yeah. Unless Flair is there, of course. Then just let Flair ramble on. I would happily mm. accept a whole episode of Na- uh, Natural just flirting one promo. Oh, there's some. I, I don't know if you followed the. Um, is it the this this week in WWE or whatever on this day WWE? I see you. And obviously, it's, I see it's little twi- things knocking about. It's but. the twenty five. It's the twenty fifth anniversary of literally everything that happened in like nineteen ninety eight now, and the flirt promos are just fucking insanely good. I keep seeing him and I keep thinking, why? Why does he have to be such a piece of shit human being at this moment in time? Like, this was gold. Like, golder than gold. Yeah. I, I did actually say on the natural account is that, you know, shit, whatever I, I did say about Jericho. Um, but, like, just because we are, we're talking about the wrestlers and you know watching the matches watching the promos and we're fawning over them and you know laughing or just showing any form of enjoyment over them we are doing that in the context of the time that's happening we're not actually endorsing their actions in the very same way as we're doing watching Ben War we're not endorsing what he did you know that's it we covered covered a lot of that last week yeah Wait, uh, last episode. So, but it, it it it's worth bearing because yeah. people might just get lost if this is the first episode of listening. They're going, oh, I've seen this on Twitter. Let's listen in and all that. The first episode, they'll be like, oh yeah, the prayers in Jericho, prayers in Rick Flair. I'm turning off. Like, the, it's not that we're praising the people now. We're praising what they were doing then. You know, but I not without what they've done in the present day or across an accumulated amount of time, you know, not without that in mind. I mean, I could praise both people in the ring at this moment in time, and there's Buff Bagwell looking Buff Bagwell. (laughs) But yeah, you can praise Billy Kidman because, well, Tori Wilson. And you can praise Scotty Riggs because he had a porn star neighbour and she used to go around and bang his brains out every now and again. So Fucking hell. (laughs) <laughs> he, 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 he put that on like he put that on Twitter once with a photo of it and said yeah this was my neighbour we used to we, we used to have sex like quite a lot right seriously oh 450 missed it again I'm really fucking outing myself as a fucking pervert here but I've already done that once tonight um, but I just thought the 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 porn star next door I thought that was just a gimmick. I didn't think that was an actual fucking thing. And Scott Riggs <laughs> has actually lived that gimmick. He's lived the lived the boy next door. Yeah, yeah. Well, the girl next door. He's like. Or the girl next door. Yeah. Are you wild. What was the name of that actress uh, from the girl next door? The movie. You know, basically, it's that. You know, uh, she's a porn star. Oh. Uh, I forget. God, that's I a good for, question. I forget her name. I do forget her name. 
Uh, oh, uh, Eliza Cuthbert. That's the that's one. Yeah. yeah uh, I just wanted to get that out there, you know. Good-looking woman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, basically, that that is based on a parody of what porn is, really. And, yeah, he's yeah. fucking... Fucking ace, Scotty Riggs. As if he didn't need any more reason to like the guy. He, he does come across as a very likeable guy, to be fair. Yeah. I like... I like that his uh, Twitter handle is just Riggs in all capitals as well. <laughs> he did go running after uh, Mark Bagwell, as they're calling him right now, um, to continue that storyline, which, to be honest, we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. They split up like six months ago, <laughs> and now he's running after him again. I found out yesterday uh, Tony Schiavone that's the other podcast that I do listen to because that's not necessarily negative um, again he works for AEW as well so he's not going to constantly shit on the company that he's working for and fucking yeah. hell this volume just keeps going down <laughs> I, I, I really need to go into settings and see if I can disable that yeah they did the uh, Legends of Wrestling uh, video game didn't they? they did the commentary for it and apparently they didn't get paid no surprise, it was an absolute flop. <laughs> I liked it. I can't lie, I liked it. Yeah, it was a decent game. That was made, it was made by Acclaim as well, wasn't it? Yeah. It WWF Attitude. Yeah. A Warzone. Both. I'm pretty sure mm. it's both. But Yeah, it is both, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it, it's just, it just didn't, it wasn't a hit that they anticipated. Yeah. So. They, they they licensed a lot of characters as well, didn't they? Like your Hulk Hogan's and stuff. It will it will have cost a few quid. Yeah, that probably didn't help. No. Yeah. But even in that, like, you listen to the commentary, you know that Heenan's obviously he's gone after got it's after his his treatment for cancer and stuff, and probably just before they. Uh, they reconstructed his jaw, didn't they, because it got an infection or something like that. I didn't realise that he, he actually, from the time that he got cancer to the time that he passed away, he, st- he still managed to, you know, knock out another 15, 14 years or something. I thought he died because of the cancer, but it turns out he died because of, a, I think he had, had a fall or something. Like, shattered his hip and um, there were complications from that. Yeah, because his body would have been so weak, his immune system was so weak, that something yeah. like that would actually kill and you see it with like a lot of elderly people there was like you it, it's thing with celebrities i think the same thing happened to dusty Rhodes. had a fall didn't recover died like yeah not that never ever i don't think with dusty that he hit his head i don't think that was ever stated it probably was that it could have been easily been that but you know speaking from a personal uh perspective my grandma she she had a fall she damaged her hip mm-hmm. She went to hospital, she was in there two weeks and died of pneumonia. Oh, but, fucking hell. Yeah, it, it's just because of things like that. Like, you could have a fall and damage your hip, damage your leg, or something like that when you are of a certain age or a certain illness, and your immune system is what it is, that you just pick up shit, or you yeah. just, like, can't fucking fight it, and because it's something else, you know, something like that, like a a damaged bone or something for some reason it can just trigger 
illnesses. Like, it's just so weird, yeah. but... Yeah. It, That's it. Hospitals and stuff are just fucking full of them anyway, aren't and, they? And so, that as well, yeah. Yeah. But, it, like, it, like, if you damage yourself, it's kind of like your body is trying to compensate for the pain in one specific area, so, like your immune system just kind of like weakens as a result you know what i mean hmm. you know yeah yeah the human body is fucking weird that's all i can say this guy looks like doug livesey oh my god <laughs> i can't believe it and nobody is gonna know who that is but no that is pre- but everybody should to be fair go go and fucking if you're on facebook i think it's doug music or doug music live something like that Doug's great. He's a fucking really, really nice guy. But fuck me, I'm going to show him. I'll tell you that. next. <laughs> I, I can just, I can just give uh, give it an easy one. Just go to Brian Bradshaw underscore photography on Instagram, my Instagram page, and you scroll down and you'll just see a guy with long hair in a mic. He kind of in the, there you go. in that video in, in that video in that picture. He kind of looks like Peter Steele from um, Typo Negative because he's wearing a green T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. But you'll see that, and you'll be like, "Yep." Yeah, if you if you watch along with this, you'll you'll see the comparison. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he looks like him, and he's fucking tall like him as well. That's amazing. I'm so happy. Oh, it's Rick Fuller. I've I've heard that name before. Yeah, I've heard the name Rick Fuller. Is he not uh not related to Colonel fucking what's his face? Is he? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. He's fucking huge, but he's wearing the worst fucking singlet possible as well. It's yeah. flapping. It's like... The... Yeah, he's not filling that out, is he? No. And the fact is, if, you, if you're wearing a singlet, it has to be tight against the skin. Otherwise, you just don't get the, the effect that you should do. Not that I'm saying I want to see everything, but... I've, I've, a singlet that doesn't fit just doesn't look right. No. Yeah, it's, it, there's a certain aesthetic to yeah. it. The thing is, it's baggy at the back. Yeah, really re- odd. Really baggy at the back. And Lex's fucking tights are just getting smaller and smaller, it seems. <laughs> I've noticed he's still not wearing the white boots. What's mm. going on, Lex? You know, are you just subtly teasing that you're joining the NWO? Like, just by wearing all black now? See? Is this hard cam lower down to you, do you think? Maybe, but maybe it's just to give off. Like, just to sell the height, I suppose. Yeah, it could be. Look at at Mark Curtis there jumping around, like, yay, he won, yay! (laughs) He's like, he looked like Mario. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Yahoo! Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that was your thing. <laughs> I'm trying. Ah, another big payday for Lex Luger, <laughs> who's only had a two-minute match. I'm trying to think what he says in like in the modern Mario games when when he finished. Like when you when you finish a level, he says something I can't remember what he says. Like, I'll just rack in my brains then. 
a confrontation now with the giant. That's fair from Heenan, actually. Yeah, giant is in pretty decent shape. Oh, he is. And he's in uh, an attire that actually fits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mutual respect. I don't know. I don't know if it's mutual respect or just, uh, you know, it's just like warning Luger to get out of his fucking way just by stirring. I don't, I don't, I don't see as a look down as a fucking mutual respect, you know, a stir down. No. As, you know, if they shook hands, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But no, the Giants got bigger fish to fry than Lex Luger. That's it. And to be fair, Lex doesn't have the IQ to even know what's going on, really. And to be fair, Lex Luger looks fried anyway, so. <laughs> So Jesus fucking Christ, like he's ripped here. He's absolutely yeah. ripped. Barring the shape he did get in a few years ago, it just seems to have put that weight back on, which is sad to fucking see. But yeah. apart from that, this might be the best shape I've seen him in. Did you see the um he did some video, obviously we're talking over this promo, we'll let you guys know what, what the synopsis is at the end. <laughs> um, did you see the videos from, um, God, I can't remember the account now. They weren't AEW official videos, but it was Soraya and Paul White, and they were trading off snacks and drinks. So Paul would be trying things like, uh, a pork pie and Soraya will be trying you know like fucking root beer and all that sort of stuff and they'd have like a back the UK won Paul White loved almost everything like even the pot noodle he's like this is disgusting but I can't stop eating it <laughs> that sort of thing you know what I mean um, it's really funny really really funny and a couple up. it's yeah I'll, I, if, I, if I get round to it it's in my history I might be able to send it to you but um a couple of weeks before, obviously you know Beth has only ever eaten three things in her life, pizza, and that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> and she hasn't tried, she hasn't tried like 98% of other foods out there, like including baked beans, which we still find fucking bizarre. So I said to her, because we were looking for content ideas, I said, I want to start a series where we film you trying new things that you've never tried before so i want to start off episode one with beans and it's only stuff to just go on fucking tiktok or whatever it's not a five minute video it's just something like 25 seconds 30 seconds or a minute or whatever yeah um and then this randomly came on uh and we watched a couple of episodes of it and it, and, and i fucking hate sarah you know that yeah i don't, I don't but, like her either um it's actually really, it's really entertaining. It's it's only on for three or four minutes, but it's really entertaining. If they did any more with wrestlers, I think it was, um, it might have even been Lad Bible, you know, come to think of I'll it. I'll have to look it up, but it's mm. funny you should say that because I, I remember specifically there was some like, I don't know if it was like a big net from, from a UK pay-per-view or if it was just uh, when Paul White, aka Big Show was just in the UK for some like public event or something like that but I do specifically remember him talking about eating several Greg's sausage rolls 
Yeah, and yeah. I think he, I think he had a Greg sausage and roll as he well. Was on this thing, sleepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, like you know, he was just like sat outside a HMV or something like that, just fucking talking to Cam, and he was like, "Yeah, I've had several sausage rolls." Uh, you know, just trying to fucking promote something <laughs> or other. I can't remember what it was from, but I just remember it. Like, I, I, it could be a Mandela effect, and it might be just something I fucking imagined, but or someone's just put in my head. But I'm pretty sure I've seen something of that ilk. Would he have been over for the press for All In 23? This was years ago. Was it? Oh, was it, it, I'm talking like 2000. Right. He still had her. <laughs> oh, right, okay. So it wasn't worth going there. Yeah. So Rick Steiner being uh, brought to the ring by Scott Steiner on a leash. <laughs> it's a bit SNM, isn't it? Yeah. If, if, I mean, it could be a bit porn, like fucking... St- Brother bloody porn there. Bro porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who'd have thought that Scott Steiner would be the less controversial one these days? Anyway. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. stay off that yeah. one. Fucking Rick's been very fucking quiet lately. Yeah, and thank, Hopefully he's, thank, uh, he's learning. Thank God for that. <laughs> hmm. What I find funny is that that happened and then they fucking turned Bron heel on NXT afterwards. <laughs> Which, to be fair, was the right decision because he's fucking killing it right now. Is he? Oh my God, he's fucking brilliant oh, as a heel. He's fucking so good. Really stepped up in the promo game. He's grown his fucking beard out. He's trimmed down a little bit but beefed up muscly. And he, look, he just looks fucking brilliant. He looks brilliant and he's just so good in the ring. Good. Because stuff, stuff that's happening with your family sometimes it can it has a trickle down effect at, at times, doesn't it? And I know in some scenarios, in in some companies, you know, we ignore it because well, there's other things, other fish to fry, which has been said multiple times on this fucking podcast already. But yeah, sh- sh- shit does. It can be difficult, I suppose. I mean, I think that with Charlotte. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the stuff that she has to deal with, Flair constantly opening his mouth and saying the wrong thing. The fact that he's hanging around with fucking tyrants of old people now. Ugh. Um, I feel bad for her, but she's still being put in a prominent position, aside from the injury. And she handles it well. She handles... Well, I, th- I suppose the best thing to do is just fucking ignore She's very well-adjusted, is Charlotte. She fucking has to be having a dad like that. It's not just that. It's a fucking grief she just gets for being in a prominent position. Mm, true. You yeah. know, people just saying, oh, fucking hell, move on and all that. And I do agree to it to a certain extent. However, it's like, you know, she's not going to the fucking back and saying, oh, yeah, book me in this fucking position. Otherwise, I'm going to leave. Yeah. It's not that. They're booking in that position because she's Rick, uh, Rick Flair's daughter. And whether people like it or not, she's fucking good. Like, she is one of the best. One of the best to ever wear silver boots in the women's roster. Oh. Arn loses by count-out because the four horsemen didn't come out. Hmm. But yeah, I I agree. She is, um, and to think, you know, if you went back three or four years ago, you were thinking, oh, I don't know. She still looks a bit green. I'm not sure this is going to work out. 
which it's it's fucking worked out tenfold, hasn't it? It's she's she's a fucking mega star. Yeah, absolutely. So they're gonna push her. Simple as that. Yeah. You know. And regardless of what people say, she does put people over. Because they think that, oh yeah, because someone's eats a pain and they're not being put over. It's like, watch the match. Watch the hot spots. Yeah. Watch everything for what it is, you know. If you can rally behind somebody and they, they just lose by, you know, by putting on a great performance and getting their, getting their spots in, having their rallies and things like that, and you can get behind them, they just lose. They just lose for whatever reason. It's like, They've been put over. Simple. Like, fucking, don't just fucking put what is as being buried. It's not that. Hmm. Is she still with Andrade? Yeah, yeah, they're still married. Yeah. Because yeah. they, were, they were a thing, weren't they, a, a bit ago that they did had a falling out. They've only been married for like a yeah, year, it, year that, and a half. Yeah, that happened but... before they married. Oh, yeah, and I, d- I don't think there was any weight to it. They were just saying like, "Oh no, she's removed, removed him off her, her Instagram and all that." And it weren't just that; she was just like clearing out her Instagram in general. So I yeah. think what it is is like people just abusing her own for certain posts. She's just fucking like after a while, it's like you know what? Enough of the negative press. Just delete, delete, delete. And that's all it were. Yeah. It's like you could still yeah. actually find photos of Andrade on her Instagram account at the time. And people right. just thought, oh, because she deleted a few, that's it. They they're not together anymore. Just fucking goes to show you how obsessive people are that they'll notice that these photos are missing. That's it. You want to make a mountain out of a molehill. You want a proper Nick House minute. Uh, yep. <laughs> but I, th- I think the I- the idea is that Andrade's on his way back to WWE now, isn't he? Yeah, so. I think that's the likelihood. I mean, you- I know he's returned yeah. to CMLL. So he'll probably just do like a few spots down there and all that. And I think the, the speculation is, and that is just purely speculation. It's not, it's not right. It's not wrong. You know, um, is that the deal has pretty much been pre-agreed? Like they've agreed that he's going to return to WWE, and yep. as part, ah, <laughs> fucking Vincent just tripped over it like. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt it's you. It's just such a Virgil <laughs> thing, isn't it? It's like, I'm part of the end of you. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. You've got to give that. <laughs> There's always some fucker doing something like that. Yeah. Oh my god. It's such a Virgil thing, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't trust him up there, to be honest. I'm one of the cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, rumour and innuendo is that the deal is agreed, but there's apparently a part of the agreement is that he can go wrestle for CMLL at certain periods right. of that. You know, again, it's just rumour and conjecture. It doesn't, it's not true or false we don't know until it actually does happen who knows he might not actually go back to WWE but all I can say is is that WWE are more open to working with other companies these days it's like you had Mm. Nakamura uh, go to um, pro wrestling Noah last year 
Uh, you've got uh, Charlie Dempsey, a.k.a. William Regal son, going over to um, All Japan Pro Wrestling for for right. a match in, I think I think it's actually today, as it happens. I know oh. it's early January. It's not January 4th, because that's... Uh, well, it is January 4th now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have already happened then. It might, it might just be, fit, but yeah, it's Wrestle Kingdom weekend. But yeah, he's going over there uh, to uh, represent NXT uh, in a, a cross promotion uh, promotion match. So I could see it happening. To be fair, I could actually see a bit of a crossover with TNA, but I don't think to the degree that people think. No. You know, yeah. Again, Royal Rumble. Yeah. And I don't understand this because the Giants already been out and they had another match and he's gone to the back and he's just come back out again. Yeah. yeah did he come out for a promo and that was it? You know? Yeah, we said we were, we were going to highlight what was said in the yeah. promo and then we never yeah, did. Yeah, because there was nothing substantial to it. It was basically... It's not, no, there it's wasn't. It's not about WCW and NWO. It's about Giant and Hulk Hogan. Simple as. That's yeah. all it were. Cut and dry. And to be honest with you, you don't want the Giants saying a lot. No, no. You know, I would have had him just sat at ringside. Look at that, Giants had highlights as well. Oh, fucking hell, so he has. He's, he's taking it seriously. Oh, here we go. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Fucking CBB's level of fucking promo here. Yeah. Right, if you're on a giant, you'll just fucking get out of the ring and kill him now. Don't fucking just... I mean... Yeah, it's not going to be... I mean, you saw how easily Kevin Nash got out of the ring earlier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Giants get it. I mean, he, he was three inches taller, so... Yeah. Shouldn't have a problem. Whoops. Yeah. There you go. You took your eyes off the prize, Hogan. The bandana is off, but the glasses are still Somehow. on. Somehow. God, Hulk Hogan is such a piece of shit. <laughs> just, you love to see he it. He just fucking is. Right, being, being such a fucking gap. There go the glasses. <laughs> Yeah, just fucking cowering, pleading and all that after just provoking. You just poked the bird and now it's like, oh no, no, no. It's like, what do you fucking hell do you expect? <sighs> and there's a guy that really just needs to disappear into fucking obscurity. Fucking Hogan. I read to a little bit myth because I saw news report that WWE are doing a fucking celebration, like an anniversary. I think it, I think it's forty years of Hogan, like next month or something like that. It's like, oh, yeah, God. fuck off. I know you're just doing it because you know people will still fucking cheering in for this racist hot dog man, but <laughs> just fucking move the fuck on already, right? Okay. So it just said commercial break. Yeah, they, so they 
I think they were saying that there's an overrun. All oh, right. Just because of this main event. Fair enough, which is a pretty cool idea, I suppose. Yeah. Mike Tanay has taken the fight to Hulk Hogan is what came up on my closed captions then. <coughs> Ric Flair has Hogan reeling. Yeah, the captions, whoever's doing the captions just clearly didn't fucking watch it, just didn't give a shit here. <laughs> no. Uh, referee clearly saw that. It's just like, oh, don't do that, Hulk. Why <laughs> that giant didn't fucking sell it as well? Dem some big balls. Which means it'll hurt more. True. Fuck you, no. More balls, more pain. <laughs> Wear it. Wear it. Put it on. <laughs> oh, now, now this, if this was 2000, he would have absolutely done that. <laughs> Oh my god! Jesus Christ, it's like pulling off plasters here. Uh, seriously, now it is getting kinky again. Fucking bandana in the in the mouth. <laughs> Fucking gagging the guy. Uh, yeah, don't say that, right? Uh, <laughs> 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 no, just like two thousand. Like, like I say, it's like pulling plasters off. Big Show started fucking doing a gimmick where he was just, you know, I want to be entertaining. You know, that was his gimmick, basically. And he did, like, fucking Fat Bastard from um, Austin Powers and things like that. You know, came out dressed as Braveheart once and, and all that, with the worst fucking Scottish accents. You know, he actually dressed up as Hulk Hogan in a match against Kurt Angle. Oh. Came out to Hulk Hogan's theme as well, which wow. is fucking astonishing. Yeah, and he just wore this big yellow singlet, and yeah, you could see everything on display. But he did a fantastic Hogan impression. <laughs> he does a good impression of Hogan. Uh, yeah, bandana and all, he had it all. Yeah, so to if this was two thousand, he would have absolutely put that bandana on. But yeah. So I was reading the captions. So they've gone into the next program, but when the next program takes a break, because you know what America's like, they do the opening and then they take a break, yeah. don't they? They're cutting to the match instead of the adverts. Oh, and here come the NWO. Six almost fell over the top rope there. <laughs> right, so you said six nearly fell over the top rope. Now, was that six, the wrestler, or just all six that tried jumping in at the same time? <laughs> Fucking Ted DiBiase is fucking running, running out of there. Like, you know, it's like, hey, I don't want anything to do with this. Way you fucking ran, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that was stiff. Push on Walton. And that were it. And that's it. That was it, yeah. yeah. done on a stiff shot. Jesus. Fucking what a mess. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Um, that was <laughs> I couldn't keep up with that in the end. Yeah, that that was really fast paced, weren't it? But again, that that it plays into like making you want to yeah. watch next week. Like fucking hell, it leaves you proper buzzed. Yeah. Like I said last week was a good show full of wrestling. This was a good show full of wrestling. What can I say? Yeah, yeah, and they're finally booking the giant. Yeah, they're finally right booking well. the giant right. They're finally booking the cruiser rates right as well. And uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're giving more bang for your book, which is what we've been saying. It's a wrestling show. Give us more wrestling. Oh, Just a little less more time for the fucking four horsemen, unless Rick Flair's there. 
You yeah, know? yeah, I agree with Jesus that. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ, that didn't half drag on. Yeah. I think that was the main, maybe the main letdown. The Harlem Heat match wasn't that great. Yeah, but... Um, I mean, Booker T is wrestling with an anchor on, uh, attached to his leg, isn't he? Very yeah. true. <laughs> Let alone the uh, opposition being high voltage. I mean, we've seen high voltage a few times and they're decent. You, yeah, you can right. work yeah. with the guys. Booker T mm. certainly fucking good. The pot noodle her guy, uh, <laughs> he managed to fucking sell that with a kick. Then again, he might, <laughs> he might have actually had no choice in the matter. It did look pretty fucking stiff, but it could have just been a, a really fucking good sell, to be fair. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- no, they're, they're okay, a, but that, 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 Stevie Ray, man, just, he's just not good. Steamy Ray. Steamy Ray. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that was a that was a good. I'm glad we did this tonight, actually, because we were. I mean, omen and arm, weren't we? About whether or not, because I was feeling a bit iffy. But I'm fucking. Glad you say omen and arm really about it. Good. I just said like uh, you can skip tonight if you want, and you're like, no, I'm fucking doing this. Like, okay, they were, yeah. I don't think I don't I'm, think they were eyeing. They were just a numbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did. You've been listening to the Nitrogen Podcast. The Nitrogen Podcast is a production of NGP Media, created and hosted by Marvellous Mark Ashworth and Brian Bradshaw. You can follow us on all social media platforms at NitrogenCast. Thanks for listening. We're desperately out of time.